BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're all better off with an ally. Ally helps you save smarter and faster than ever. Explore all the ways you can grow with us at ally.com. Ally, do it right. And welcome on in to another edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racings here from the Concord, North Carolina studios. My name is Chris Wilner, and I'm by myself today. Unfortunately, Kyle Ricky feeling a little bit ill. He's going to sit this one out. Kyle, we're thinking about you. Hopefully, you're doing well back in Killingly, Connecticut. So I'm going to drive the ship all by myself, but I promise you it's going to be a great episode. We've got not one, but two guests coming up here on this episode. We've got William Sawalich. The late model phenom, the 15-year-old coming up through the ranks, picked up his first ever super late model win as part of the Southern Super Series down at Montgomery. We'll visit with him, get to know William a little bit. And Steve Post of the Motor Racing Network, our lead pit reporter. He also hosts uh, Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network as well as uh, Wing Nation, the popular sprint car podcast show. He'll join us because he's also the voice of the Summer Shootout, which has kicked off here a summer's worth of racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway for our legends and bandoleros, the stars, the future stars of NASCAR possibly we could see coming out of this series. So we'll get an update from Steve on what to expect and talk all things short track racing. That's why we're on this show, right? Well, we'll get to right to it because Kyle Ricky's not here, so we'll fire off to our Coast to Coast Top 7 of the Week, which is our Top 7 winners of the past weekend in racing again covering all facets of short track, NASCAR routes racing across the country. It's hard to pick just seven, but boy, we had some big races uh, this past week to get to it. And it started off with the Arkham Menard Series, that round number two, the Sioux Chief Showdown Series out at Iowa Speedway. It was a merger between the Arca East and Arca Menard's National Series, and boy, it didn't matter for Brandon Jones. Picked up his second career win of the season here in the Arkham Menard Series at Iowa. Had to wait a three-hour weather delay. Uh, and, and an impressive run, too, at the end to pass Sammy Smith with 18 laps to go, the East Point leader, and a set sail for the win. So congratulations to the Joe Gibbs Racing Xfinity Series driver on his second career win with the Arkham Menard Series. Again, they had the weekend off, so why not go racing? And why not pick up another checkered flag? Pretty cool stuff. Jake Drew, speaking of ARCA, picked up his second straight back-to-back on the road courses for the ARCA West Series as they visited Sonoma as part of the NASCAR Cup Series weekend out there in wine country. Jake Drew is, again, second career win, second straight win, too. So he's on a hot rod of a roll with that Sunrise Ford number six. Moving on to number three for our Coast to Coast top number seven. It's hard to not talk about a racing series that puts up a million dollars. I know it's on the dirt, but Jonathan Davenport picked up a million-dollar check this past week as part of the Eldora Million for the Super Late Models on Dirt and excellent race they battled mother nature throughout the week leading into the event tony stewart put on a great show out there at old door congratulations to jonathan davenport a million dollars that'll go a long way in your racing career for sure uh moving back to the short tracks our number four of our nascar coast coast top seven is william byron again anytime he teams up with donnie wilson in that fame number 24 in the short track world 
He puts it in victory lane. His fifth straight win, this time coming at the Money in the Bank at Berlin Raceway up there in Michigan. Jeff Striegel, the GM up there, part of the Motor Racing Network, our lead announcer for the Motor Racing Network, was on hand to watch William Byron pick up the big check of the Money in the Bank. Steve Post, who we will have on the show, was up there. Unfortunately, they did get rained out uh, on Wednesday, so they had to run it on Thursday, but didn't matter for William Byron. He had to hold off Bubba Pollard, who had the car to beat, but he fell off late and some exchange on Twitter after the Money in the Bank, thinking lap cars maybe have hindered Bubba Pollard. But nevertheless, William Byron got through and got the win. Ty Majeski rounded out the podium. All right, moving on to our Coast to Coast number five of our top seven winners of the week. We'll have him on in the show coming up next. That's William Sawalich, the first Southern Super Series win, his first Super Late Model Series career win as a 15-year-old out there at Montgomery Motor Speedway, a part of the uh, Rumble by the River 125, an excellent race. Again, had to beat the likes of Bubba Pollard and Steven Nassi. He did so, saving his tires. We'll talk about that coming up next as Steven Nassi, Jake Garcia, rounded out the top three. Top number six of our top seven winners of the week, Andrew Ranger. How about this? NASCAR Pinty Series back in action at the uh, Quick Wick 250 at Autodrome Chaudier out there in Quebec. Mark De, uh, Mark De, excuse me, Mark. Antoine Camarade finished it in second spot. DJ Kennington third. LP Demolian in fourth. And Alex Tagliani round out the top five. They are off this week, but Pinty's is hot on with action here in 2022. Their first full season in a couple years due to COVID. Rounding out our top seven winners of the week here on Coast to Coast, it is none other than Mr. Josh Berry. Mr. Short Track at Hickory Motor Speedway wins the Jack Ingram Memorial 111 in front of a packed house up there in Hickory, North Carolina. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the Grand Marshal, a fantastic field of cars. Landon Huffman, a part of the top five rankings uh, in the National Series, was there. Uh, but Josh Berry, again, set sail, beating his teammate at Junior Motorsports, Carson Quaffle, who currently leads the Cars Tour late model stock points. So pretty good racing up there. Lane Riggs had a nice rebound up to third after a couple incidents early on in that 111 lapper. But again, Josh Berry, you can't say the name Josh Berry without thinking he win a winner at Hickory he does it again. All right, a couple shout-outs before we get to our first interview of the show, and it goes to Jimmy Hebert. And Jimmy Hebert got his second career win in the 47th running of the Spring Green 122 at White Mountain. Again, um, iconic race up there for the American-Canadian Tour Series. The late models up there, and Jimmy Hebert, second career win. He's one of only five drivers that have ever had multiple wins in that race. So an iconic race up there, and Jimmy Hebert gets his second. Also, can't miss without going without saying congratulations to Daniel Suarez, picking up his first-ever NASCAR Cup Series win at Sonoma. The three-time ARCA winner, ARCA graduate, won the Xfinity, Xfinity Series Championship, finally made it to Cup, has had an up-and-down season, or really an up-and-down career in the Cup Series side of things. Many thought he would not get to victory lane, but Daniel put his head down, and the dream came alive this past Sunday. Congratulations, first Mexican-born driver to win a NASCAR Cup Series race He's locked in the playoffs as well as his teammate, Ross Chastain. So tip of the cap to Daniel Suarez. Daniel's amigos all over the country and the world were celebrating with him. All right, well, that does it for me blabbering here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Coming up next, we've got our first guest of the show, and it is none other than the Mr. Steve Post. The Postman joins us here on MRN to talk summer shootout as that gets underway at Charlotte Motor Speedway as well as all things short track racing. He's on the other side of the break. We'll be back after this. You're watching NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, Arc Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. 
And welcome back on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. A special guest, not unfamiliar to this studio, is Mr. Steve Post of MRN, lead pit reporter. Whether you host co uh, Crew Call, you've got Wing Nation, but now you're the subject of our interview talking about summer shootouts. I'm on the wrong side of the set here. I'm used to sitting over there. I don't even know where things are at. You know, you it's like to do I'm going to reach hands. down here to nothing, and yep. you know. So uh, no, it's great to join you. I love coast to coast. I love what uh, what Kyle and you are doing with it, and uh, always fun to get on here and talk short track racing. You know, it's good stuff. It is, and it's hard to believe 25 seasons of the shootout for you kicked off on Monday. Can you believe that? No, it's been amazing. Uh, 1998, I'd moved to North Carolina. I'd done some announcements and stuff in Pennsylvania. Sure. Um, I moved to North Carolina, got a job doing PR, and it was actually 97. Uh, the agency that I worked for, um, one of the one of the ladies who worked there, her husband oversaw the Legends program. So in 97, the fall, they had the Legends Nationals out there. And so I just kind of filled in and did some PA work. And uh, somebody apparently liked what, what they heard. And so in 1998, I was hired to be part of the announce team. And so here we are, 25th yeah. season. And the thing that's been so so weird about it is, is it's evolved and changed from a fan event. Uh, we were pay-per-view. We've been on Fox Sports South. We've been voiceover later on. I spent two years driving to Atlanta to do voiceovers oh, wow. for it. Uh, the last two years, we've been pay-per-view only, no grandstand. So, Chris, it's been like uh, every year. It's been it's 25 years, but it's been something different, it seems like, every year. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, that was my first introduction to racing down here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. When I moved in 2019, went to my first summer shootout race, heard you over yeah, the PA. Yeah. I said, man, this is cool. For you, what is the biggest joy you get after watching a lot of these young kids? I mean, you've watched some yeah. of the biggest names in NASCAR compete as little kids. Yeah, I really enjoy watching the kids race and then watching them grow and 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 the thing of it is is that we've seen some of them i was i was talking about this last night you know champions that we've had joey logano was a bandolero bandits champion those are the eight to eleven year old kids right. joey logano was a bandits champion daniel hemrick a three-time champion in the uh in the pro division uh, austin hills a former champion out there um uh, sam mayer is a is a is a champion out there as well. So it's fun to watch those those drivers that we see and that sure. we follow along. And then we get to the big track, and I'm no longer Mr. Post. Uh, that's one <laughs> thing that we have to wow. work through. I'm no longer Mr. Post when yeah. we get to the big track. Uh, so I'm Steve or Postman or whatever you want to call me. Um, I do that. But I think the other thing is is where some of these other drivers have gone. Um, Ryan Glensky is a kid that has not made it to NASCAR Cup Series. But him and his dad, they race weekly at Florence Motor Speedway, one of our NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts uh, tracks that's on Flow Racing every week. Ryan, I go down there and I see him down there, him and his dad just racing late model stock cars. Carson Ferguson is a kid that had a lot of success there, and he's starting to really get his footing in the dirt late model world. So it's fun to watch him evolve, and we talk about the ones, that, the Joey Logano's, sure. the ones that make it to the top of the cup world. Uh, Ryan Blaney raced with us. Uh, I tried to do the nickname... Um, you know, we had uh, the Buckeye Bullet. Yep. I tried with the Buckeye BB. Uh, you didn't like did, that one? Nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. Uh, one person liked right, it. I'm right, the only right, one liked right, it. Right, but right. I think that's been the fun, whether they're the ones we know or following along with ones now, like like sure. Carson Ferguson watching him race dirt late models when I go to Cherokee or something like that. It's fun to watch. It's really been neat to see these kids evolve into in, into grown racers and champions now, too. And it's a summer-long event. Kind of give fans an idea what the format looks like, because obviously we have different races every night of the week, but 
I mean, these are some of the best races we see out there out of some of these youngsters. Yeah, it's on the little quarter mile track on the front stretch of Charlotte Motor Speedway, so it connects pit road in the front stretch, and they, they've 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 dug that out. It's been that way forever. It's been that way for I think this is the 29th year of the shootout, and so and they race around there, and we'll just do qualifying, and then we'll do uh, and then we'll do feature events, and there's an inversion for some of the some of the divisions. We have seven divisions of um, of cars out there: the Bandoleros, three divisions, beginner bandits. Uh, 8 to 11-year-old new kids. The Bandits, those are the 8 to 11-year-olds with much more experience, which <laughs> yeah. is ironic. I don't even yeah. say it. And then the uh, Outlaws, they are the ones 12 and older. Those are the Bandolero divisions. And then when we get to the uh, Legends cars, we have the Young Lions, that's 12 to 15. Semi-pro is kind of that. If you're not a Young Lion and you're not a pro, sure. you're a semi-pro driver. Uh, the pro division, and then the crazy old men, the masters division, those are the guys 40 and older that are not going to be the next NASCAR stars, <laughs> although um, Jeff Green and David Green race with us out there some. And wow. so we have some some former NASCAR racers that come back. David's a former champion in the Xfinity Series. So uh, it's really, really neat. It's a good mix. So we run feature events for them, and then we usually do a special throughout the night. Uh, we opened it up last, uh, this past week, Monday night, with Mascot Madness, Ooh. where we had all the local Charlotte mascots, Sir Purr, representing your Carolina Panthers, won over Lugnut, the track mascot. Um, and then he had home field advantage. Home field advantage, Lugnut. Uh, Sir Purr went around the outside, too. Wow. Drove right around the outside. Oh, wow. it was humiliating for the, lo- for the, <laughs> world's, the world's fastest mascot was second. Um, and then uh, uh, Tuesday night, we had uh, principal back-to-school night. And so the principals were out there in school bus races. And so we have school bus races going around there. So uh, every week they try to do a different theme. We have fireworks coming up the 4th of July week. There's another school bus race, the Faster Pastor Race. Yeah. Oh, you oh, get the pastors boy. out there. They get cussing and swearing at each other. You White know? knuckle, baby. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> it's just fun. We usually start the night off. Opening ceremonies, we try to hit right around 6.15. So we try to hit that. It's on flow racing as well. We try to hit 6.15 with opening ceremonies and get that special race so that, you know, families that are there to see their pastor, there to see their, their principal or whatever it is, sure. they can get in and out. We're not we're not delaying them. And then we roll right through the racing program. And it's it's really neat. It's been – it's fun. The interactive part of it uh, with the fans, we do everything from the chicken dance to all kinds of games and slinging T-shirts in the crowd. So it's family fun, very affordable family fun. And you mentioned flow racing and we talked with some of our short track regulars about the impact that it's yeah. had how it, how's it been for you guys i mean this is a big audience now we get to bring this event to. yeah i've been interested to see what it's been like this week and it's been fun to see some of my sprint car buddies uh, in between you know this the sprint car world right now is all ate up with ohio speed week sure so but in between uh they'll they'll jump over and see what it looks like and i suspect as the sprint car calendar evens out I'll see some more people, but a lot of feedback on social media with it. What Flo has done is absolutely amazing. Uh, The impact has been so neat for these young racers to see them get the attention. Um, you know, you, you want to see this kid race, just, just tune on to flow or, or, you know, or, or, you know, you and I do a lot of work at Millbridge dirt vision is the the partner over there. These pay-per-view services, they do such a great job. And so this year, the summer shootout, I guess it's tied loosely in with the NASCAR uh, weekly racing series. And so summer shootout is over there on flow as is Florence and Jennerstown and Alaska raceway park and all those places. Yeah, I know it is cool. (laughs) Um, so it's part of that. And it's really been neat to see the, 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 the flow element, uh, has been fun. It really has been, and it will take this thing to the next level as far as, uh, 
uh, as far as attention and, and face it, a lot of these young kids, they're racing for that to try to get the attention, to try to be noticed. And so I think it's really good. Absolutely. And hopefully some of these names will become household names. Uh, are there any that have stuck out to you as you've kind of done your prep work and started on with the week that we could kind of pay our attention to? Yeah, we've got a couple that are really, really doing well that I'm really impressed with. Uh, there's, there's a kid by the name of Jordan Black, and he's been around for a little while. But he won our opening night back on Monday night. And I think he is really, really good. There's a kid named Justice Calibro. Uh, he's from Hollywood, California. He's got longer hair than I do. I was about to say, it. he's got in a competition with best hair. Yeah, he's here. got longer hair than I do. Uh, he's just kind of, um, him and his dad, uh, let me see, his dad was the guitarist for Brett Michael, Ooh. Skid Row, yeah. of Skid Row. And now his dad has been able to do television audio production from Concord. So his dad and his family moved over here so Justice can race. And Perfect. so he's doing good. He moved to the pro division. There's another kid. Uh, he's part of the Coca-Cola e-racing series, Garrett Lowe, from over in Gastonia. He's doing some of the e-racing. See, and this is what I love the stories with this, Chris. Okay, Garrett, and I've, and I've gotten to know his dad, Rodney, just a little bit. Um, Rodney's like, Garrett comes to him and wants to race. And it's like, race? Where did this come from? Sort of like Roger Carruth. Yeah. Just like yeah. Roger Carruth. I was about to how, say. How in the world did this happen? Right. So Rodney's like, I'm not buying you all of this stuff. Yeah. Okay? Rodney looks around. He buys Garrett a one-year membership to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak in Charlotte, and he says to Garrett, if you go there and race, and you want to do it, then we'll worry about the next step. But you got one year. So Garrett was over there at the Hall of Fame just wearing out the simulators, wearing out say, everybody at I'm the I'm pretty simulators. sure I rubbed elbows with him at yeah, some point. exactly. Wearing him out, and his dad gets, you know, because that's the challenge with it with kids. Okay, I, I know. It's like, I want to do soccer this year. I want to do softball this year. Sure. I want to do this. Well, you know, you got a $10,000 bandolero sitting there in the backyard because the kid decided to play soccer. Right. You right. know right. I mean? So that's what, that's what Rodney was doing. And this kid is really rolling, really doing well. He's doing well. There's another kid, a little younger, Lucas Vera. He is in our uh, in our uh, Young Lions division, uh, 12 to 15. He's really good. His dad's a restaurateur here in the area, does some great Mexican food. Jaden Daniels picked up the win on opening night. She's really, really good as well. She just graduated from high school, uh, I think Hickory Ridge over in Harrisburg. So, And, and I could just go on and on. Sure. It's, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. So you pick one, and we'll see. We'll see who is the next Austin Hill or Joey Logano or Sam Mayer. We'll see which one navigates the way it is, but it's a great step on that ladder for sure. And there's so much crossover, too. We were just talking about before we had Gian mm. about some of the dirt drivers we see at Millbridge on a weekly basis yeah. now hopping on the pavement side like Trevor Klein. Trevor Klein is doing it. Ryan Zima is racing over there as well. Uh, Carson Brown uh, from up in the state of Maine. Uh, he yep. lives in North Carolina now. And so I, I think that's really, really neat. 
we live in a world now where I think we lived in a time where it used to be you had to do one or the other. And now, yes. particularly with the 600 micros taking over on Wednesday night at Millbridge, these kids can come and run Monday nights, Tuesday nights in the Legends cars, Wednesday night out at Millbridge, and then they can take their micro or their Legend car wherever they want to go and do whatever they want to do with it. And then they can roll on and, uh, and, and get some dirt and asphalt experience. One I forgot. The one that I actually am most high on is Landon Lewis. Here we go. Landon okay. Lewis. Right? And what he did, he went out to Sonoma. He was filling in for Carson Hosevar in the Arca West race and darn near won that race. That's right. And he got wadded up. He got wadded up at the end. He, yeah. was, he was likely going to be second to Jake Drew. But he was, you know, I mean, and he won one of the dirt uh, Arca races last year. But Landon Lewis's story is he's from Ocean Isle Beach in, uh, uh, here in North Carolina, which is way out on the coast. He's tied in with Ron Hornaday. So he's in the Hornaday oh, Development yes. Program. And they've decided they're doing some more ARCA races, but he is really focused on this Legends thing. But he's not just focused on asphalt. Last year, he was the Dirt National Champion, or the Nationals Champion in Dirt, the big event at the end of the year. He was the Road Course Nationals Champion. And when I looked at his stats from this year, he's got wins on road courses. He's got wins on dirt tracks. He's got wins on asphalt. I saw him win at Florence during Darlington weekend down there. Um, I just think that I think that's the beauty of it. But back to your point about the crossover, there's so many people, uh, so many of these young kids. Uh, Tony Stevens, my partner, one of the kids, runs the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. And so it's really neat to see him get all this diverse experience, which is going to help him. Because look at the NASCAR schedule now. It used to be oh the NASCAR schedule was was 38 oval races or 36 oval races, Watkins Glen and Sonoma. Sure. Now seven road courses, dirt tracks, and we're going to see more of that. And these kids, like a Landon Lewis, who are getting all of this experience on everything, are just going to be better better positioned to try to climb that ladder. It's a tough climb. It really is. But I oh think they're better goodness. positioned to do it. Absolutely. And the reason why, folks, Steve knows all this about everybody is because he's not just our yeah. lead pit reporter on MRN. You are a big proponent of short track racing no matter what. We look at your Twitter, and every week it's, I'm going here, here, here. Sprint car race, short track race, doesn't matter. Why is it so important for you to promote and be a part of that community? Well, I grew up on the short tracks, and the short tracks are so special to me. I have huge, huge, huge respect for guys that race for millions of dollars on Sunday. I have huge, 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 huger respect (laughs) for guys that spend thousands of dollars to race on Saturday night. I love racers who race, and, 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 and a lot of them started with that dream, and that dream failed. A lot of them went away by the wayside at that point, but the ones that didn't go by the wayside, like I talk about Randy, uh, Ryan Glensky. Okay, the dream didn't work. He didn't make it to NASCAR, and he's still racing late model stocks down at Florence Motor Speedway. Those are the guys I like. Those are the guys that I, I really like. So I love these kids, these people coming along by it. And I actually, and I've not really talked about this much, quietly I've just gone to launch my own little website, Postman68. Yeah. And it's kind of to highlight some of the races. Right now it's just kind of a diary of where I'm going and what I'm doing. But I've got some vision with that that I want to do on the short track side. I love short track racing. I think the roots, I love the idea that it's called roots. Because a tree needs roots, roots. to survive. Correct. And I just think the roots of the sport coming up through the grassroots, whether it's Summer Shootout, whether it's the NASCAR Advance Auto Parts Weekly Series tracks, whether it's Millbridge, wherever it's at, your local Saturday night track, I think the roots have to be strong. And I think we've seen a resurgence of the roots because of guys like Kyle Larson, Josh Berry, Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the list goes on and on and on. You can't go to where he says without Justin Allgaier running a modified. So Matt Crafton running a modified out in yeah. St. Louis. I just think that... Uh, the roots are so important to this sport 
and uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm just in my, my own little world. I'm gonna be a champion of it. And besides, uh, the option of sitting in a Hampton Inn or a hotel room or going out to these local tracks, so it's really cool. Absolutely, like when we were in Gateway, he went out to the dirt track. What three straight nights? Yeah, went out. Uh, we were two, out two nights. nights. Yeah. The third night, we were, the first night we got there early, but yeah, I went to Tri City and watched uh, the World of Outlaw Late Models, which right. was great, fantastic, really really cool. Hannah Newhouse, former host of the show, right. she's doing work there with that. And then Saturday night, you want to talk about the roots. St. Francis County Raceway in Farmington, Missouri. This is in, it's beyond the middle of nowhere, and they run 410 sprint cars on a Saturday night out in the middle of nowhere, um, and street stocks and bombers and emods and vintage cars were there that night. And I sat there, and I had a hot dog, I had a soda, and I had a bag of popcorn, and I watched the cars go around in a circle and thought, what a, what, a, what, a, what a cool spot to be at. So I love it all. I really do. So it's really neat. Do you have a tally of how many racetracks you've been to, or are you working on Yes, uh, the tally is 229. Berlin last week would have been 230, right. but I got rained out at Berlin. I got rained out with the money in the bank race at Berlin. You get a so half count because you were there? Got to see a race. I got to see a race. Well, so I'll have to go back again. But I think that's the other thing about it is, you know, I talked about Farmington, Missouri, and this is a um, this is a real grassroots local dirt track. Then last week I was up at Berlin. Wow. State of oh the goodness. art asphalt track. I mean, this is a track that is rocketing in a great direction. I mean, really, really cool. The Arkham and Art Series is there this 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 that's weekend right. as well. But I just think that um, I just think that I love seeing the little dirt track that's content being a little Saturday night community dirt track, and then the tracks like Berlin, that they're content with who they are, but they want to be the best short track in the world. They won the Advanced Auto Parts uh, support right. the, the track support thing, the 50 grand last year. Uh, Jennerstown won it this year, and, and, and Jeff Striegel, our lead announcer, is the general manager up there. Uh, but what they invested back into it, this is a this is a place this is a place that could host a truck series race with very little changes needed to be made. That's what I love to see also. So I love it all. So cool. So cool. All right. Well, since we have you on the show, we talked to our drivers about kind of where the state of short track racing is yeah. as an announcer or as somebody yeah. who just enjoys short track racing. Where do you think we're at right now? If you look at the car counts we've had, right. the purses that we get put up. I mean, heck, we just had a million dollars for dirt late models. Gosh. Unreal. Where, where do you see short track racing at right now? I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. There's, a, there's so much good, and we're focusing on so much good. The World of Outlaws, sprint cars, they can't sneeze without paying 20 grand to win now. Yeah. Uh, the World of Outlaws, uh, the late model world, they can't sneeze without paying 50 grand to win now. So the late model... Where it's good and where it's big, it's really good. The asphalt side, similarly, where it's good and where it's big. Uh, Berlin got rained out on Wednesday night. I wasn't able to stay till Thursday. They had a spectacular show on Thursday night. William Byron picked up the win. Yep. Again, that crossover, really, really good. Where it's good, it's really, really good. In fact, it's great where it's good. There are still some tracks that are lagging behind. There's still some tracks worried about car counts. There's still some tracks that are just struggling a little bit. And I worry a little bit about those. Um, you know, I just, I worry. Um, I, it, it got personal this year. Five Mile Point Speedway in Binghamton, New York. Weekly dirt modified racing. It's where I grew up as a kid. Yeah. Been there since 1950. Um, has been sold. And it's not going to be a racetrack next year. So I'm going up in a few weeks to say goodbye to my home racetrack. Wow. So in, 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 in complete honesty, Final Point's been struggling the last 10 years. It's not been pretty up there. And so I think overall uh, it's, it's good and it's healthy. And you can find a lot of examples of really, really good in the short track world. But there are still some that are lagging behind. I don't know what the answer is, but there are still some that are lagging behind a little bit. And hopefully we can 
raise them all up and, and have them be solid as well. I'm all for it. All right, before we let you go, this week coming up, any special events with our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday program out at Charlotte? All right, here we go. So uh, I'm trying to think what they told me. They tell me this stuff, and I don't remember it. <laughs> it's okay. I don't remember there's it. There's something. But no, there's, there's, yes, yeah. there's something going yes. on. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll, as soon as I walk out of the studio, I'll think about it. That's so, right. no. So, um, But it is a, it's a, it, it's great Tuesday night. This week, uh, this coming week, Tuesday night, we have – Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to – you know what? I think it's a TBD because I think they had to juggle something around. Okay. I think there's a reason I'm not remembering it. I'll blame somebody TBD. Else. That's yeah. our – hey, um, it's going to be good. Follow our social channels. And then I'm excited this week because um, I'm off with MRN to Knoxville for the truck That's race. Right. Oh, you kidding me? Oh. I'm going to the uh, – It was the Iowa Beer Bus. Yes, the Iowa Beer Bus, the, the Iowa Cattleman Stand yes. for a tenderloin oh. sandwich. Nothing gets you ready for a broadcast. Than Pork those, tenderloin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, it's always good. It's always good where I'm at. Awesome. Well, safe travels to you. Thanks so much for coming on in, yeah. and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. Chris, always great to hang out with you. It was fun hanging out in St. Louis doing yep. the races with you. We did Talladega earlier this year. Always fun doing it. And I love, as I mentioned at the top, I love what you and Kyle are doing coast to coast. That's where a lot of my passion is, whether it's the NASCAR Roots program or really any short track route. So I love it, and uh, kind of cool to be here. I'm just getting comfortable on this side. Maybe I'll have Aaron and You're Ashley. Doing a heck and of a, yeah, maybe you I'll have Aaron and and Todd Gordon just take over, and I'll just roll in here and answer questions. Maybe we'll do this. I, maybe they I shouldn't like have it. done this. Maybe they shouldn't have done this to me. I like this. It's side like the, of the drivers' table. only broadcast. You know, yeah. on TV, I should have Steve sit over here and just uh, yeah. be the subject. Just sit here and take notes and heckle. That's what I'll do. Heckle. heckle. Oh boy. Yeah. Wilder, you're a bum. Yeah. I'm glad we did. Oh, we <laughs> saved the best for last. Steve, I appreciate it. Steve Post, everybody, Motor Racing Network. We'll be back on Coast to Coast after this. You're watching NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, Arc Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. And joining me now via Zoom here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the big winner with the Southern Super Series at Montgomery, his first career victory. It is the driver of the number 24, Donnie Wilson, Late model, and that is William Sawalich. William, congratulations, my friend. Young up-and-coming star here in the late model series across the country. I have to say this has to be your biggest win yet of your career. How would you summarize uh, this past Saturday out there at Montgomery? Uh, it was definitely a good weekend. Uh, strong in practice Friday and uh, strong in uh, Saturday's practice as well. And uh, we qualified fifth, but we uh, redrew to the first spot. And we kind of controlled the race and um, took care of my tires and uh, just ended up being a really good weekend for all of us. What's it like for you at such a young age? I believe, what, you're still 15 years old and you're competing against the likes of some of the big stars in short track racing. And then to win a big event like the Rumble Down by the River 125. I mean, what, what does it mean to you at such a young age to, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of these guys? Uh, it's really amazing um, to showcase some of my skills and um also learn from everybody else that has all that experience, like Augie Grill, Stephen Nassi, and Bubba Pollard. And I can take all that experience that they have and learn from them and take it uh, to all my other races. This this race that you just won at, it had a little bit of a strategy behind the wheel. We saw Bubba Pollard, who was pretty dominant, fall off. Stephen Nassi fall off. What, how were you able to capitalize? What were you doing behind the wheel over the course of that 125 lapper to make sure that you were there at the end? And you were the strongest car right there at the end. Yeah, just pretty simple. Just take care of my tires. Um, I beat up my right front a little bit too much, but I think my strong my strong point was exits off the corner, and I think that's a really big um, advantage there to have all that straightaway speed 
And uh, yeah, we were just there for the end and end up winning. Is there any pressure? We talk about pressure with young drivers running for big teams, but Donnie Wilson's no secret. Anybody who hops behind the wheel of that 24 pretty much is going to win, and it has so far with William Byron rack, racking off five in a row. You just got your first. Do you find any pressure when you go behind the wheel of his car as compared to maybe some of your pro late model and late model stock stuff? Um, no, I think I just look at it as a learning experience because uh, they have really good cars, and I can – see how I am and not have to worry about the car. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a good learning experience and I can take all that to also my late model stock races and my pro late model races. Talk a little bit about your career. A lot of people maybe just getting to know your name and, and, and kind of what you've been able to do behind the wheel of a race car, but you're from up in Minnesota, right? First generation racer. How the heck do you get involved in racing way up there where it's pretty much cold almost all the time? Yeah, uh, so I've always had an interest in cars, and I started out racing quarter midgets when I was nine at Little Elko Speedway, and um, and then I moved to Legend Cars, and I did that for two years. I also raced at Elko in the Legends and some some uh, races in Wisconsin, uh, and then I my first late model experiences were in a pro late model with Dennis and Brandon Setzer, and then I just recently started up in late model stocks and supers. Awesome. And you just mentioned Dennis Setzer and his development program. How big was that for you developing your early career? Because, you know, I, I myself was a quarter midget racer. I totally understand kind of that progression. But when you get somebody like Dennis in your corner, what's the biggest thing you learn from him as you take the next next step? Yeah, no, he definitely has a lot of uh, experience and he's a great late model stock driver. Um, so he helps me with that a lot. And also Brandon, um, he is giving me some tips in the super. Uh, I ran a race for him in his super late model at Tri-County, ended up getting the pole. So uh, definitely they know what they're doing there, and I'm um, just very glad to be with them. Running a lot down south, what kind of challenges does that prove to you, being from up north in Minnesota, constantly running down here in this region of the country? Obviously this is a big hotbed uh, for short track racing, but what kind of challenges does it have for you? Obviously as 15-year-old still in school, how are you able to balance it all? Yeah, so I do online school um, so I can travel and kind of go at my own pace. Um, but school is still a priority for me, um, and school is number one, as my mom would say. Um, yes, so yeah, and you I, should agree with her, too. You At least play along with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that just helps me do what I love, racing, and uh, it's great to be down here in the heart of racing. Absolutely, and I know you just mentioned you have the pro late model, late model stocks as well. TA2 in the Trans Am, I mean, and then I think you, have you been down to Millbridge yet running a micro? Yep, yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about the decision to do all that kind of racing, different styles of racing, different cars. I mean, what's the benefit for you? Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits, benefits I notice and some that I don't notice that I'd pick up naturally from them. Uh, you know, at Millbridge and the micro, I kind of get used to being sideways and out of my comfort zone and kind of feeling the right rear of the of a car and i can take that to any car i go to and also the road racing um the ta2 car i can take that to like i want to go to cup so i can take that there and they're just starting doing a lot of road course racing so i think that'll be pretty handy to uh, know all those skills who's someone that you kind of looked up to as you started racing maybe a driver or somebody that's either personally offered you advice or somebody you just looked up to that's made that you know all the way jump up to cup and uh, kind of your where you want to be in your career. So who's somebody you kind of idolized after? 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Uh, so I was a big Jeff Gordon fan when I was little. Um, I used to go to races and cheer him on. Um, but there's also a lot of short track drivers that have given me some good advice and uh, kind of wanted to be like them in my short track days and um, eventually move up to cup. So what's the rest of the schedule look like, at least the next couple months for you? Um, are we kind of splitting time with the super late model, hitting some different races? I don't know how many races you have planned yet with Donnie in that 24. So what's kind of your schedule looking like the next few weeks? Yeah, I've still got, I think, 17 more races with Donnie in the super. We're going to hit all the big races um, and then also be finishing up the Cars Tour Pro Late Model schedule and also doing some late model stock races whenever I can. Um, and then still doing Millbridge uh, whenever I can and also uh, two more TA2 races. So Wow, so you're going to be pretty busy this summer. Thank goodness school is off. Do you have uh, What's your travel schedule like? How often are you down here in the south versus back at home? Um, or do you kind of live down here now during the summer? Uh, I pretty much live down here during the summer. I'll go back home uh, a couple times during the summer. Maybe when I'm racing closer up there, I'll take a visit. Um, I'm going to Milwaukee Mile this week, so I'll be back there this week. Awesome. Well, sounds like a plan. Best of luck to you, William. It was nice meeting you, and uh, congratulations on your first super late model win out there in Montgomery. I know it's not going to be the last. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. That is William Swalich, the big winner down there at Montgomery here this past weekend. You're watching NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, Arc Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. And before we get to our Go With The Flow calendar for this week in short track racing, we have to update our NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts weekly national point standings, and nothing's really changed as far as the top five is concerned. Peyton Sellers, again, on a red-hot streak, finishing in the podium at top three positions, if not winning the last several weeks down there, especially at South Boston. He continues to lead, going for another national championship. Lane Riggs, who had a great rebound there at the Hickory Motor Speedway, Jack Inger Memorial is in the second spot. Landon Pembleton, Mason Bailey, and uh, Hickory regular Landon Huffman continue to be the top five going into this week. We'll see what happens as things can certainly shake things up as we get through the summer months. Now, speaking of racing, it is time to end the show with our Go With The Flow race segment. Here's what's on the calendar. Some marquee races coming up here this week and a lot that you can see on Flow Racing for sure. The Arc Menard Sioux Chief Showdown race number three 
for the Arc Menards National Series is back underway. The Zinsser Smart Coast 200 at Berlin. Jeff Striegel's Berlin Motor Speedway. Boy, Berlin has been absolutely busy, whether it was the money in the bank, then they had the non-wing sprint cars. Now they're going to have a Arca Menard Series National Race out there up in Michigan. I know Jeff will be tuning in whether he's there at the racetrack or with the Motor Racing Network. I know he'll be locked in for sure on Flow Racing. Again, that's Saturday at 8 p.m. on Flow Racing. Again, a host of uh, storylines to follow with the Arkham Menard series, whether it's the points battle between Raja Karuth and Nick Sanchez, both Rev Racing drivers. You have some of the up-and-comers as well. How about Amber Balkin on a top-10 streak as well, trying to climb her way up through the points? Lots to follow as race number three of the Sioux Chiefs Showdown series as part of the Arkham Menard's National Series schedule. Again, that's Saturday, 8 o'clock on Flow. The SRX season opener, boy, we've talked about it all season long on NASCAR Coast to Coast. It's finally here, and it's at Five Flag Speedway coming up on Saturday night. CBS Sports Network is the place to watch. The local hero is going to be Bubba Pollard, who, uh, after the Pepper Jack Twins 125 combined finishing, won that seat. So we'll see Bubba if he can uh, show the uh, stars, the SRX series that include Mark Landretti, Paul Tracy, uh, Michael Waltrip, Elio Cashinevis, you name it. They're all going to be there racing Bubba Pollard to see who's going to take the first checkered flag of the second season of the SRX Championship. Obviously, Tony Stewart won the title last year. Five Flag Speedway again Saturday, CBS Sports Network. We'll see what Bubba Pollard can do if he can rep the local heroes. NASCAR with a modified tour. The Ground Pounders are back in action after a week off. They've got the duel at the Dog 200 at Monadnock Speedway. Uh, that's Saturday, 8.30 p.m. on Flow Racing. You can catch the live coverage there as well. And again, the Modified's kind of been a little bit different here this year. We've seen the dominance of Matt Hirschman when he's been in the lineup. Haven't seen an entry list just yet here as we record Coast to Coast, but we'll be sure to see if he is in the lineup. Certainly will be one of the favorites. Uh, Jimmy Blewett scheduled to be back. I know we talked to Tommy, uh, Tommy Baldwin Jr. a couple episodes ago about his plans for Jimmy after Jimmy had to step aside to take care of some family matters. See if Jimmy's back. Obviously, Tommy's trying to go for a fourth consecutive win in that 7NY as a car owner, so we'll see what happens with Tommy and the rest of the ground pounders and the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tours, they take on Monadnock Speedway on Saturday night. We talked to Steve, Steve Post here earlier on in the show. The summer shootout continues on Monday. Some market calendars for that on Flow Racing. Certainly all the up-and-coming stars will be seen at Charlotte Motor Speedway's quarter mile there on the front straightaway with the Legends cars. And obviously we've got a ton of weekly racing coming up for you on Flow Racing, whether it's Berlin, uh, we talked about Hickory. They're back to weekly action. Bowman Gray. How about the fight we had last week in one of the support divisions? Absolutely incredible. Bowman Gray putting on Bowman Gray things here as we hit the summer months. I think the heat may have had something to do with that as well. It was certainly a scorcher out there in uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, plenty going on as well as Meridian, Evergreen, you name it. Catch it all on flow this weekend. Just get the flow dial, and uh, you've got their lineup of races that they have. So, with that, that's the Gopher Flow calendar for this week in racing. Hopefully, Kyle Ricky feels better to join me next week. We're thinking of you, bud. Until then, enjoy your weekend of racing, wherever that may be, and we'll recap it all next week. Have a good one. This has been NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing. If you enjoyed this episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast, be sure to subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots, where you can catch the Wheel and Modified Tour, the Arc Menard Series, Pinties, and NASCAR Weekly Tour Races all season long on flowracing.com. Subscribe today. Next week, it'll be Jockey Made in America Week here on MRN.